0: It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually,
1: what in the dang heck, just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night, all wrapped up into one. women (laughs) women ladies sorry my bad I forgot we're we're switching things here
0: (laughs) welcome back to the what the dang heck podcast it's Cece and Meg back at your hosts (laughs) no crap they heard the intro here we are (laughs) we had um someone call in or they they texted in and we're talking about they were listening to an old episode, and I was telling Meg that I'm like scared to listen to old episodes. Maybe we we're me saying too. on the podcast because I'm like gonna be embarrassed of my old self. Um, <laughs> I don't have Same. confidence in what I, I said. Mean, old me yeah. said like
1: three years ago or whatever said. Well, and the yeah. thing too is like, I feel like it's such a taboo thing to like grow and change your opinion and change how you think. So people just assume if you say it out loud and have a following and stuff that's just like what you believe indefinitely and it's like yeah. you know and then you look like an oh well, then you just you don't know what you think or believe if you change I can't trust you yeah. yeah yeah
0: exactly so I'm like I don't even want to go back
1: I don't even want to go back and know what I thought I feel like good. our
0: minds haven't changed just our opinions and reasons just got deeper I hope so
1: I don't know I feel I like- don't know you, you guys I, tell yeah. us <laughs>
0: But what they were or saying don't, was or don't. we were literally re I don't know what we were recapping but we were talking about France and how we were rescheduling France. I guess oh. it was like an anniversary episode and we were laughing because you're like oh yeah I'm not going to be pregnant. I just had a baby. Like there's no way I'll be pregnant on <sighs> the
1: France trip. That's what I'm talking about. Now they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're just crazy wild and you can't control yourself." <laughs> Yeah. So
0: that made me uh, laugh because I was like,
1: "Oh, how the turntables turn!" Yep. Oh,
0: is that the same?
1: It's the office scene.
0: Oh, oh, how the turntables turn! Yeah,
1: it's well,
0: I was just telling Megan that she needs to watch the new Amazon show called Jury Duty. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but pretty much, it's on Amazon Prime. It's like ten episodes or something, and everyone is a paid actor but one guy who gets charged with jury duty and you're everything joking. is fake but <laughs> and like he thinks they're just filming a documentary about jury duty but like everyone is kind of ad-libbing like um what is it called when you're an actor but it's not like specific it oh improv everyone's improv for literally like 20 days That's and they're hilarious it's so funny because he's like is this real? And everyone, like everyone on jury, there's a, there's a judge. There's everything.
1: (laughs) It is. Okay. Now you've sold me when you first told me it was a lot like the office. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to look like such an idiot. If I tell Avery, we need to watch this, that it's a lot like the office. And then it's like, it doesn't live up because the office is like everything to him, but now you've just sold me. And now I want to watch it.
0: Patrick and I watched on the train and we were like laughing out loud Japanese <laughs> people were like you need to stop <laughs> <laughs> because on public transit you're not supposed to talk in Japan. Oh for sure. So mm-hmm. um foreigners. My yeah. Sorry, I'm a gaijing. You
2: um, loud Americans.
0: <laughs> okay. What's your heck yes?
1: Um my heck yes and heck no are coupled. My heck no, I'll start with that because it makes the most sense. My heck no is that Avery's gone for the week, which like mm-hmm. okay you've done worse before I see he's doing worse everyone does worse yeah but I don't have three kids I don't have three kids so fair but I was like super emotional when I was saying bye to him and I was like man get it together dude like you've done 10 times worse than this before he's literally going home okay like he's it's fine and then I mean California yeah, yeah meaning yeah like it's this is not a military course it's not like whatever like it's totally fine it is one week you have done way worse than this before <laughs> and then I realized this is the first time in two years that he's ever been away for this long and I was like oh I've been really spoiled <laughs> okay True. um because he's not he's a student here he doesn't, he's not taking, he's not going to courses. He's not going on deployments. He's not nothing. He's just a student. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I'm pregnant. That was the first thing I thought, but then I also was like, wow. Yeah. We've not gone apart for two years for for a
0: week, which I was like, distance makes the heart grow. I know part of me was
1: like, dang, I wonder how that's impacting our relationship. Given the fact that we've not known a life like that prior to this, you know, but it'll be good. Well, dang. But my like, heck yes, is that one of our babysitters made a homemade meal, brought it over. We all ate. I didn't have to prep dinner. She held the babies. That's Jeannie specifically because Jeannie's real clingy right now. And I just, I like, I was just, uh I was done. I guess. <laughs> Isn't physical touch not a physical physical touch person. (laughs) No, and Jeannie's never been a physical touch baby, but right now she's going through like a leap and she just is like until you pick her up, and then you pick her up, and she's like to get put back down, and you're just like, Well, I can't win. And so she held Jeannie. We ate, we talked, she cleaned the dishes. I put the girls down, she went home. I was like, This is literally like a dream angel saint god and she's send. not just
0: a sitter like
1: she's become like a sister no. which is straight also- up yeah and it's it's super cute too because she's like I literally miss these girls so much and I was like yeah well that just made me realize how grateful I should be for them whereas right now I'm like kind of burnt out but I'm really glad you love my kids so much like, <laughs> please hold one I know, <laughs> I know. She ask them to do things. She was like, oh, I can I can do that. And I was like, you're holding genie right now. I can do it. I can do it all. Like you were holding genie. I'm good. The world is at my fingertips quite uh-huh. literally
0: because my there hands you know. are free <laughs> for the first time in 48 <laughs> hours. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was my heck oh, yes. Yeah. So I was like,
0: I and she kept that. worrying
1: that she was interfering or that like she was. And I was like, are you joking?
0: Like anyone,
1: anyone that ever is worried about interfering with my life when coming to be company or bring food or both, I'm like, erase all doubts, woman. Like you have just put yourself at the top of the line of my like friends,
0: most trusted and respected people Uh in my life, like whatever. Oh (laughs) my goodness. That just made me so excited for when you and Avery and the girls come on your way to, so in like in a few weeks, Megan and her family are driving to Ohio. Yes. And halfway through, instead of staying at a hotel, they're just going to stay at my place. Yes. Praise God. It made me so excited because I'm like, wow, I get to like, cook you guys dinner. and <laughs> Yeah. It just made me excited because I was like,
1: we are not just going to go from the car crammed into one hotel room. Like We are going to go from yeah. the car to a house where there's a person Carrie at least is familiar with and loves and
0: there's a yard and- <laughs> It's like multiple it's rooms. fenced in, whether it's a dog <laughs> or a kid, they're not going Working, anywhere. <laughs>
1: you never know. So
0: yeah, I
1: was like, this is going to be so nice because uh-huh. hotels when they're this young can be rough.
0: Oh yeah. Cause also they can't sleep like the naps and like sleep, actual sleep. Yes. They're going to be in your bed because they're not going to sleep in the other bed while they can see you sleeping in the bed next to them. <laughs> right.
1: Right. And, and then, then four of us are in one room. And like yes. Jeannie will fuss for two minutes in the middle of the night and then go back to sleep. But when you're all in one room, Jeannie fusses. Harry for will two wake minutes. up. Everybody wakes up. Everybody's yeah. up. And you're like, okay, this is fine. So
2: yes.
1: <laughs> we're very excited to come to yours.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm pumped. And so I guess that kind of leads me to heck no, is the thing that I think I'm looking forward to least, because I'm going back to the States in just a few weeks is I think like eating alone and having someone's schedule to like live around because when I'm alone, I can work forever and there's no like, okay, it's five, I'm gonna stop and make dinner and actually eat. When I'm alone, I'm like, number one, I hate grocery shopping. Like I hate grocery, grocery shopping is the worst. Like, I just don't like it. Like that's probably the number one chore I dread. More really? than vacuuming, more than wow. like dishes or laundry okay. is grocery shopping. Okay, um, and like creating a list. It's just something about it because I'm not a foodie that is like painful for me to do. <laughs> no, really, it's like that. I one I thoroughly short. enjoy it.
1: Like people oh, talk about so pick up groceries, and I'm like, I would rather go into the store, dress the girls cute, talk to the cashier. Like, this is I a hate thing every second.
0: <laughs> and I think it's probably because. Like the grocery store here, I know. Like I've never Just been put in a worse mood than when I walk into the commissary. Mm. Like I don't think I've ever had a good mood when I walk into there because I already see that there's everything's missing from everything yep. I need. Yep. Yeah. You're like <laughs> I've already lost and I've stuck. Yeah, inside. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, how do you have no salad or eggs or milk? I'm confused. Um. Yep. Yep. That'll <laughs> do it. <laughs> So anyways, I think that's the number, like, that's my heck no, is like dreading the idea of actually making dinner all for five minutes for me to eat alone. And so my schedule is not one because I'll just work the whole time. And I don't really like my appetite isn't something that comes unless I have a headache. Like that's when I know I'm hungry, but it's not really like a stomach feeling thing too many times where I'm like, I feel hungry. Mm. So then I just don't eat because it doesn't like come to my mind to eat because it's not revolving around someone else's, okay, five o'clock. Yeah. I should have dinner ready.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like it's not, someone else isn't dependent on it. So yeah, that's going to be really hard. That's a heck no for me. Yeah. Um, That's a heck no. Plus then you eat the same
1: meal for five days in a row to finish the leftovers. It's like, I'm
0: over this. Impossible. It's almost impossible to make a meal for one. Well, and it just it's is really like, what hard. is the point? What is yeah. the actual point to do? I'm like, all I just spent an grilling- hour. Yeah, literally. For five minutes. <laughs> no, it's, it yeah. just feels stupid. Um, but my heck yes is that, okay, number one, it's starting our fourth year of the podcast. And I don't think I've ever done anything for four years in my life. So I have what? The only thing I did for four years of my life consistently was college. Yeah. Or soccer or gymnastics for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So this Whoa. is going to, we're on four our four years. Year. I feel like we uh-huh. just started like a year or two ago. Like
3: I was yeah. a
0: different human at when age we 21. Yeah. I'm not going back. I'm not,
1: I'm not listening to those.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was 21. So yeah. Yeah. I'm probably not listening to those either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that's number one. Heck yes. And just thank you to all the sponsors and listeners for first of all, the listeners, because you allow for us to have sponsors (laughs) that allow us to keep going because we're able to bring in an income with this, which is freaking awesome because that was such a a dreamy goal for us when we started Mm -hmm. almost, you know, three and a half, four years ago. And the fact that it's a reality, I'm just so grateful that it's something we love and that we know that God has ordained for us to do. Yeah. Everything just came so easily with
1: it. And it was like weird. Yeah. Like there's no way. Not,
0: and I think sometimes I'm like, maybe we should talk about more Christian things or, but I'm like, no, people love this because it's random everyday topics that are talked about through a Christian conservative lens. Yeah. And yeah like that's what we want to listen to. And so we know that we will attract the kind of girls that are like us because that's what they would want to listen to. Right. Those are the
1: kind of people I would like actually naturally surround myself with in mm-hmm. the day to day. And mm-hmm. so it's yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's nice to have those deep conversations about, you know, theological things and that's why there's other podcasts that exist for that that I absolutely love. Oh, but totally. That's why yeah. So anyways, it just goes to show that what we are doing and what we have been doing, something about it is great because it's been consistent and stayed the same. (laughs) And you all, our supporters have grown by the masses and we're just so grateful. So if you have a friend who you think would benefit from listening to this podcast or just enjoy, please, please send it to them. We would love to have them as a new listener. Um, also we would love for you guys to call in or text in with any episodes that you want to hear. We love when you guys give us some topics. So we know what you're feeling or someone, you know, we, we see consistency of different posts in the Facebook group. So we know kind of what to address and what some people's hearts. So please call in 312-775-2615 or text in. I receive those as well. Um, and and another heck yes is that this sounds really creepy, but I love watching my neighbors' kids play outside. Um, <laughs> Just a little side note. Side note. Another weirdo. Yes. I know. They're, so like, they're like my my backyard which is where my or my like back room is the living room and it faces it's like perpendicular to their house and Mm -hmm. their kids must be homeschooled and there's like four or five of them like there's definitely four boys and I think there's a girl but I love watching them play because they're probably all under eight and there's just something so traditional and like natural about the way they play they're like outside mm. running around with sticks like you know yeah. using toy guns and like they're always and it's so cute because I also also always see them fight and I'm like oh the good old days literally no <laughs> that's like true you're around. not
1: weird anymore I totally agree
0: there's something so
1: innocent and in just like like rightly ordered. Like that's just, that's how they should be. That's how boys should be playing or that's how girls yeah. should be playing.
0: And like when kids get off school, everyone rides their bikes home because it's on mm-hmm. base. Right. And so you just see like a gang of not even joking, like 17 boys, the same age, like Ride huddled bikes. around hanging out and they're like seven. Right. That's adorable. It's so cute. It's so cute. So that's a head guess. Okay. So one of our topics today, and by the way, if there's little, little ears around just like pause this or skip maybe like 15 seconds <laughs> in case this is not a conversation you want to have with them <laughs> right now, but it is pornography and masturbation. And just for the sake of that being so long, we're just going to use PNM when referring to it for the rest of the episode, especially if you have little ears around, then you want to continue listening. It's going to be really good. I, I, uh, I took in some advice on how to go about this conversation. But before we jump into it, um, Megan, you want to talk to us about one of our new sponsors, White Lily Weddings?
1: Yes, White Lily Weddings. They make wedding planning really easy for Catholics all over the nation. And I feel like as a Catholic wedding photographer myself, that's one of the things where I get bombarded with inquiries and I'm like, I don't know where to send you because I don't have a list of Catholic wedding photographers. And I always send them to just one girl that I know of. Whereas with these guys with White Lily Weddings, they've already compiled that list for you. And they have all the knowledge and insight that they that you need for hiring on a wedding planner. Cece could probably talk a bit more about why that's important because I did not hire one and I low-key have regrets. Um, but I never yes. hear anyone say they regret hiring one.
0: So it's, no. you know, No, I don't know. Because it doesn't, that doesn't (laughs) exist. Um, (laughs) And by the way, I love the name White Lily because it's so like St. Joseph-esque. It's just like sneaky and amazing. Um, But yeah, hiring a wedding planner is a game changer. I don't even know, like my wedding felt like a 10 and without a wedding planner, it would have been a solid six. So (laughs) I'm just like... (laughs) That's the only way I know how to describe it is from not having to research every single little thing, knowing that someone else has my back and is taking care of it. Knowing that day of someone is literally in charge of everything. And I'm just in Mm. charge of being me and looking cute and getting married. And it's one of the best things I could ever like, that was the best, the number one investment. And Patrick and I talk about it till this day, that hiring a wedding planner was the best thing we ever invested in when it came to our wedding and there was a lot of great things at our wedding i do have to say there but were a lot of great things thank you thank
1: you you're getting but, like you're uh, losing your breath over how excited
0: you are <laughs> no really and like it's just so true and and so white lily weddings they offer your typical wedding planning packages like whether it's full service or just the month of management um but they also offer 100% customizable packages that that's really original because that's not what you typically see with wedding planners. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you just need three calls with questions being asked and then a day of planner and things like that. So they're able to customize packages to really fit your budget, which is awesome. Yeah. And so needed um, because a lot of people are just balling on budget, you know, that's true. Um, but they're just, they're so passionate about really creating a day that magnifies just the goodness of God and the sacramental graces within a marriage. And it's so important. I could not have imagined having a wedding planner that wasn't Catholic for such yeah. a Catholic Catholic full wedding, if Catholic yeah. full is now word.
1: No, I agree. Um, I think that's important. The more vendors you can hire that are Catholic, the better off you're going to be, I think.
0: Yeah. And they will also know vendors that are Catholic. Mm-hmm. And it, especially like the wedding planner already had relationships with vendors and mm-hmm. so she knew how they worked ins and outs kind of what would be best for me and my goals for my wedding and so she was able to just slide in and
2: yeah and
0: do her thing so if you you know what in the dang heck listeners you can get a complimentary second day of coordinator which is that's like a really big deal <laughs> like a second day of coordinator when you mentioned yes. Yeah, so mention heck yes in the how did you hear about us section in the inquiry form. You can find all everything in our show notes, but definitely follow them on Instagram. They have 10,000 followers, which I was like, dang, awesome. And they're just so, so great. And they give so many great tips and have awesome reels for inspiration, especially if you're looking to plan a wedding soon. So that's White Lily Weddings and mention code Heck Yes in the How Did You Hear Us box on their inquiry form. Um, and just check it out. Like a conversation is always worth it.
2: Yeah, so. totally. So
1: PM.
0: P&M. <laughs> I'm well, so actually, glad
1: we're talking about this. So,
0: oh, yeah. We've like, People have asked us to talk about it. And I just don't think I've taken the time or we've taken the time to like really, yeah, out our yeah. thoughts
1: about it. Well, and I think it definitely includes hearing the male's perspective, you know, because uh-huh. it's almost always directed at them or an issue that they struggle with that we have to then navigate.
2: Uh huh.
1: And so it's hard to kind of form an opinion when you don't really
0: understand all of that's involved, right? But But before we jump into that, I promised I would play this voicemail. Okay. So I'm going to play it because I'm really excited. It makes me nervous. This (laughs) This never happens. You never play them at the beginning. (laughs) I know. I know. But like this one, I I really did. It's going to be awesome.
3: Hi, Megan and Cecilia. My name is Sarah from Cincinnati, Ohio. And I just started listening to your podcast a few months ago. Thanks to a really dear friend. Shout out to you, Mary Kate. Um, I wanted to share my heck yes for this week with you guys and with Mary-Kate, actually, since I know she's welcoming her second little one into this world and has plenty of time to listen to every episode. Mary-Kate, you're not the only one who has two now. My husband, Chris, and I are expecting again. We have a one-year-old son who's best friends with Mary-Kate's son, and I can't wait for our newest one and your newest one to become best buds, too. Can't wait for you to hear this. Thank you guys so much. Love the podcast. Bye. God bless.
1: What just happened? Someone (laughs) just announced their pregnancy on our podcast to her friend. That was like, what do you call it? Where you like hijack the, like back in wartime, where you hijack, you tap into the system and you like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She played the system so well.
1: This is awesome. (laughs) That is the best thing ever. I'm so
0: honored that you use that. I know. Thanks for letting us be a part of this.
2: Well, congratulations
0: to both of you. And it's so cute that you guys have kids at the same age, which is like so ideal. That is like the best ever. I am so thrilled for you guys. And I just can't wait to hear Mary Kate freak out and then call you. So yeah, literally pause the podcast and run. (laughs) Oh, Oh my all right. Well, congratulations. Now on to our topic of the day. And now we sober back down. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Simmer down, simmer down. I think the first thing to actually start off with is a voicemail about it. Okay. And then we can continue on, if that makes sense. Got it. Um, So let me play this one.
2: Hey, ladies, this is Anonymous. Uh, I'm calling to get some advice uh, on kind of an uncomfortable topic, but after dating my boyfriend for a little over seven months, we finally had that talk about, like, your sexual past and masturbation and pornography things. And I think I assumed that because we hadn't talked about it yet, he hadn't brought it up, maybe there wasn't much to talk about. But um unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Um And he had a lot of things um in the past to tell me about. And I'm just really struggling with this. Um, I've definitely taken this to prayer. And, like, he's not struggling with these things anymore. So I think we're good. But it's just a lot to process. And I'm trying to see it from his side and see, you know, what he was going through at that time in his life. Um, but if you have any advice on just how to love him better and work through my own overwhelming emotions, um, that would be amazing. So thank you, ladies. Bye.
0: This is so relatable to so many women. Yeah. Um, And we will address all of this. I am just trying to set the scene so that you guys can maybe see, maybe you see yourself in some of these situations. Um, So in the Facebook group, there was a post and it says, I'm sure I'm not the only one here. Who's been in this situation over a year into my relationship. I just found out my boyfriend still struggles with PNM just pee. Actually, he had a conversation <laughs> like six months. conversion. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh, Megan, can you read it? He
1: yeah. <laughs> had a conversion like six months before we started dating and had been clean for a couple months before we started dating and clean for a couple months into the relationship. I knew this before we started dating, but over a year and I didn't know if he had quote unquote relapsed. He has Apparently, a four to five-ish months into us being official, he fell again and is continuing to struggle now. I don't know exactly where he is at right now in terms of frequency, and I didn't want to know since I think anything I heard would have hurt more. We are both Catholic. He is actively trying to quit. This is not a sin I have dealt with, so I am trying to be compassionate and merciful, and I think that when we talked, I definitely was. I tried being encouraging, reminded him that I loved him and believed in him, but it is so painful. I feel betrayed and cheated on, but I feel like I'm in Catholic circles. We're just told to be charitable, and as long as he's trying to quit, then all good. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should express to him all the frustration and momentary anger I feel. We weren't super close to getting engaged yet due to us both still having like two years left of school, But it still crosses my mind of like, is this going to postpone our plans for the future? Because I have no intentions of getting engaged to someone for whom this is an
0: active or very recent area of sin. Mm. So Megan, I'm just going to like kind of go through different topics. Yeah, let's do it. I reread this
1: this before we started and I was like, everything you've said
0: is like everything Avery and I have talked about and he has said too. So anything that comes to mind, like jump in. Got it. Um, so number one, understand that this is a sin women do struggle with. So if you are one of these women and you're like, dang, the Catholic church only talks about men. And mm-hmm. so now I feel even more terrible about myself. Yeah. know that this is also, this is just a sin, right? Sins aren't just for men or women. It's for humans. Yeah. Um, and so the thing though, like society wants men to face this. Culture says that this is good, this is healthy, it's encouraged. And mm-hmm. the Catholic Church is counterculture, which is why we're a part of it, because we know that counterculture is heavenly. And, you know, there are, I I just, this is not me defending this sin, but I want to put it into perspective of like, there are plenty of serious sins that women or other people struggle with as well. And if those sins are habitual, they are also mortal sins. So just to put it into perspective, for instance, sloth that could be addicted to social media, scrolling on Instagram four hours a day. Right. If that is habitual, that's also a mortal sin
2: Mm -hmm.
0: envy comparison. You are comparing yourself nonstop to people are envious habitual mortal sin greed maybe you can't stop shopping you're just constantly going on shopping sprees spending your money like crazy um that habitual mortal sin yeah um you know so I want to put it into perspective of like those deadly sins um and so then these would fall under lust right as as deadly sins right
1: and I'm glad you did that because I feel like this is like the big red flag. Like PM is the big red flag and it is the absolute worst. And there's really no, when it comes to habitual mortal sin or addiction, there's no, you can't like stack them up against each other and determine which one is worse or better. It's all the same. It's all mm-hmm. sin. It's all bad. Yeah. And it's all addiction. Um, yes,
0: exactly. It's all addiction, um, which we're going to go into too. Just the difference about PM is that culture wants you to do this it's everywhere every yeah. billboard every ad every you know everything it's just like jumping out at you and if the devil knows that this is something he or you struggle with like it's gonna pop up even more
1: <laughs> yeah totally well and the other difference I think with PNM is that it's involving something that should not be a solo thing so mm-hmm. like, whereas like sloth or envy or whatever, it's like, oh, well, that's just like me and myself and I'm the only one affected really. And it's like, whatever. PNM is something that's supposed to include an other and it mm-hmm. doesn't in the right way. Like so the natural like, order yeah. would
0: include another human.
1: Right, exactly. And it's, yeah, yeah. twisted. Which then makes, of course, these, these girls, for instance, feel like it's way worse. Cause it's like, well, I technically am the person- who would potentially in the future be that Be the other.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, well, first of all, um, when we had on Mary and Jerry Lenneberg Mm. on our podcast, you guys should go back and listen to that. They are very open about this topic and their struggles with addiction within their relationship and go ahead and read the first second book. They are I mean, yep. so the books are amazing, yes. um, but this, this is, they're like a great couple to look towards of like how they got through it within their marriage. Like mm. it came up and they resolved it within their marriage, not engagement and things like that. So I think the first place to start is what to do, to feel what's acceptable as like the woman. That has the boyfriend or husband that she well, mostly boyfriend, um, or fiance that you find out that this is yeah. happening. Like in, for instance, the two examples from the voicemail and the Facebook group. Yeah. First of all, the Facebook group comments were awesome. So if you need anything yeah. else, go and find this in the Facebook group and look through the comments. Cause you girls are awesome. And yeah. if you're feeling alone, there was a lot of girls that were like, I've been through this, like private message me happy to talk. Um, I love that. Yeah. So it was awesome. But number one, it's okay to feel hurt and almost feel like you were cheated on. That's totally like that makes, that makes logical sense. You're not crazy for feeling that number two, if it was hidden from you, you will have to work on a lot of forgiveness. Um, whether you, whether this is a deal breaker or not, you still have to forgive. And this is something that is going to take a lot of effort on your end. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he is probably trying to forgive himself as well. If he, like, for instance, if he's acknowledged that it's an addiction, a lot of empathy will have to come from you and that empathy will have to lead to forgiveness. So if if he doesn't acknowledge it's an addiction or like a problem, then we're starting from a different playing field. But this is kind of- Assuming that he's Catholic and that he's trying to be a virtuous man, how to kind of deal with that. If he's not, and this is something that he doesn't see as a problem, that's a whole nother podcast. Run, run. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be like, it's going to be a total, like, I don't, don't envy the situation anyway, but I definitely don't envy that situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the guy isn't going to want to feel sorry for. He mm-hmm. is probably embarrassed. And realistically, he probably doesn't really know how to fix the problem, honestly, besides muscling his way through it, which is not yeah. the best approach to something like this. Yeah, I will say too,
1: the fact, I, just before jumping on this podcast, I saw a video and I think you and I have talked about it before, but a guy would rather feel respected than loved. If he had to choose the two. And Uh so the guy isn't going to want to be felt sorry for. He's not going to want you to suddenly like baby him or like just shower him and like, I love you so much. You can do this. You can whatever. Like he doesn't want to feel like he's suddenly losing and like disrespected Uh by you and being kind of belittled.
0: Yeah. (laughs) In a sense, smaller. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. not going to do any good. That's a really good point. And, yeah, I think acknowledging, like, thank you for telling mm. me because, mm-hmm. and acknowledging that it was probably really hard. Yeah. And that you really appreciate it and that, yes, you know, let's actually come up with tangible things to do. I'm not going to sit here and be fluffy with you and tell you that I love hearing this. And yeah. like, it's okay to be honest with the feelings that you have. You don't have to hide them and be like, it's okay, baby. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's okay to be like, wow, I feel. I'm like really hurt, but I'm so grateful you told me so that I can like, we can walk through this together. If, if this is yeah. like a very serious relationship. So that leads us to, I guess, how do you support a boyfriend who's struggling with PNM? Hmm. And so these are like a list of things that you could do. Number one is covenant eyes. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a program that goes on to all technology and pretty much it doesn't allow websites to be like gone to. And if it is searched, there's a report that gets sent to like someone has the password to it Mm -hmm. and then a report you can choose like what I'm pretty sure you're like where the report gets sent to. So it could be sent to you. It could be sent to one of his guy friends. Right. But it's like the accountability. So covenant eyes. Yep. It's a program you can pay for, um, and I've heard amazing things about it. Now, if he's not Catholic again, this is a whole nother ball game, and so the basis of where his morals stand are pretty ambiguous, and so the rest are really specific to like a Catholic virtuous man, yeah. Frequent confession, and you can hold him accountable to it and actually just go with him, mm-hmm. um, like time for a weekly confession. We're going, this is our date yep. night. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. And even if you're long distance, you can still hold accountability for that. Yep. Um, Maybe even get on FaceTime just silently and do like an uh, examination of conscience while you're both on the phone privately, mm-hmm. but knowing that you're both doing it, you need like the guy, it's gonna be so beneficial if he has a group of guy friends that he can be honest with this about. And that yep. chances are, some of them have gone, most of them have gone through this or they are looking to have someone to go through and and work through this together. Yep, Um, yep. I think that I don't want women to be naive to the fact that this is something more men than not struggle with. Yes. It would be naive to assume that a man hasn't gone through something with this than ha then or yeah then has yeah yeah and which is unfortunate but like that's the reality of right um and and we'll get we'll get to that a little bit but i just kind of want to acknowledge that um that if he's looking for a group of guys like he needs to find guys and and chances are some of them are want to go through this with him along the way and go through it together yeah um, and hold each other accountable. A spiritual director is really important for this because again, it's accountability, outward accountability that is going to take a lot of humility to do. And that's good to exercise that muscle of humility throughout the process of breaking an addiction. Yeah. Fasting has been something that I know has worked extremely well, specifically fasting from food, because it teaches self-control and it Mm -hmm. exercises that muscle of discipline. So within PNM, you need self-control and you can build up self-control in other ways that then are naturally applied to the subject of the addiction. So when you are hungry and you're fasting from food, it's going to, or, or from a specific food or something like that, you Build the muscle and you you exercise that discipline and self-control, which then will be helpful when it's applied to PM. Right. Right. Um, a steady prayer life, obviously it's kind of like pay-to-play, like it fixes most things. But if you guys can somehow hold each other accountable to that, um, and be really frequent in this in the sacraments and in receiving the Eucharist more than once a week, I mean, even better. Yeah. You also have to know what the triggers are. So, I mean, like you, you could be a trigger. The reality is, is that not the presence of you, but if you guys are falling into sexual sin together, yeah, that can be a trigger. Mm-hmm. So you need to have honest conversation, honest, honest, like conversation with yourself. But for instance, something could pop up on Instagram. It could spark a memory, which then becomes a temptation, which then chemical reactions start to happen in the brain, which releases hormones. Well, the trigger is Instagram. So you need to get off Instagram, delete Instagram, whatever it takes. But Instagram is then a trigger. Does that, yeah. does that make sense? Like that chain of reactions?
1: Yeah. Well, and then the whole thing about you possibly being a trigger is that's when it goes back to the DMs that I'll get about, like, well, is French kissing a sin? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know you, and I don't know your boyfriend. I don't know what. Your temptations are. I don't know what your struggles with sin are. French kissing. Oh my gosh, I
0: haven't heard that term in (laughs) forever. You mean making out, Megan? I've literally
1: had someone say French kissing, and I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about.
3: We're Um,
1: going to France. We'll let you know if we see that happen. We will on every corner of every street. No, but that's. I mean, it goes back to that where it's like you guys have to have an honest conversation. What can you actually deal with? Obviously, there is a an a line there's a straight up line but french kissing is not mentioned anywhere in the catechism or the bible about being absolutely immoral under any circumstance outside of marriage so that's something that you would have to discuss and talk about honestly and openly and you would have to be willing to sacrifice that for the sake of his salvation or growth in virtue if that were something he struggled with if that was like an actual trigger for him
0: um right So, which really leads into like the topic of sexual desire and yes, in nature. Um, but before we jump into that transition from very (laughs) pivot, (laughs) there's really no smooth transition here. No, (laughs) but verily, magazine. Uh, Okay, so. Verily, I, I got their, um, our print edition is coming in the mail any day now. And I'm so excited for that, but we have access to their virtual of their new edition. Yes. And Verily is a magazine for, if I was to create a magazine for topics we talked about on this podcast, it would literally be Verily. Mm -hmm. So if you love this podcast, you're going to love this magazine because it shares the exact same demographic and topics that we talk about. It's so good. But it's like really cute and like put into like aesthetically pleasing everything. It's a little less (laughs) random than us, but it is so on the dot. Like it's so good. Yes. It's going to be a quarterly subscription. So it will come up quarterly. This is the spring edition and it's something, this one's like hot pink. I'm like, wow, this is going to look so good in my living room with like my like light pink rug and my salmon chairs. <laughs> it's just going to like sit right there, but they have everything and, and they have a, um, they have vowed like not to do any cause, uh, like cosmetic editing and stuff like that to their photos. I so it's so that. natural. Like I see myself in these photos, you know. I'm like this is so realistic. I can see myself doing this makeup or dressing like this because this is yes. real. Yes.
1: Yeah. And I just loved the the story topics and the different writings and stuff from different seasoned women and it was just so
0: good. Yes. So they have things from like relationship, culture, health, and lifestyle, style, and beauty. Um, And they have on motherhood or something in there. And I was like, wow, I didn't expect to see that. I felt like I was out of touch, but I'm not. No, they have like long form, like long form essays, which are awesome because you often, you have to search for those in like different blogs and stuff, but they've kind of curated them for the, the, the reader, which I love. And Yeah. One of them was specifically, okay. One is like the friendships that create a fulfilling life. I just love that topic. Another one is in love and relationships, family of origin matters. Mm -hmm. Another one about the motherhood, how I learned to forgive my mom without expecting her to be perfect.
1: Yes. I saw that one and I was like, oof.
0: Mm -hmm. another one is that yeah. There's so, so many good topics. 10 spring date ideas that will help you make the most of the season. Like, come on. So cute. Um, when your boyfriend breaks into a meat sweat and other real life meet the parent tales, like so fun, <laughs> uh, we should do a podcast just on meet the, when he met the parents, that could be True. a topic. We do. That could that be could really be good topic. Another one. We had more kids than we planned and it turned out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So good. So anyways, you can get a subscription for the Verily and their spring print issue is coming out. So, subscribe and we have a coupon code. So, use the promo code WITDH, what in the dang heck? And you can get $10 off your subscription. Um, and you can find all the links in the show notes. You can go to verilyshop.com, V E R I L Y, and check out their Instagram. It's awesome. But this code will be for $10 off the spring 2023 edition, and it's getting mailed out soon. So you'll have to let us know if you do to get a subscription and like tag us, post on Instagram and like tag the one they didn't hack Instagram page because I'm so excited. We
1: all want to be in this together. <laughs> We're in this together.
0: <laughs> oh, All right. So back to the topic. Sexuality. And so the sexual desire is yes. good in nature and it's actually a good thing to have a sexual desire. And the Catholic church is very open about this and very specific about this in theology of the body. And obviously this is the problem is like this, the sexual desire is not being used correctly, which makes it a sin. So it's being mm. directed towards the wrong thing and so the two should not be conflated like the sin with the sexual desire and when you do combine those that's when people feel guilty for having sex within marriage and and we've talked about that before that's where the hard transition happens when Mm. you correlate sin with the sexual desire when in fact they're two very separate things but if directed in the wrong way then it becomes a sin yes true Yes. And like the sexual desire is not the issue. The lack of self-control is the issue. And those mixed together is what really creates what we're talking about here.
1: Right. I'm so glad you said that because that, that makes so much sense for so many women that I know that are like, I don't understand what's wrong with me, but I don't have any desire for any of this. And I'm like, it's because you turned it off and deemed it as sinful
2: Mm -hmm. for
0: so long. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about this and like, if you've been dating for 10 years and you like, haven't slept together yet, yeah, it's probably going to take a quite a bit, maybe years to, and and that's totally common. Like I hear that, but I just wish it wasn't common yeah. because in our brain, we can combine those two when in fact they cannot be conflated. Um, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, with that, another thing is that you want to look for truthfulness in the conversation, and him taking responsibility for his actions and agency in his own life, because if he's truthful about it, he probably knows it's a problem. But you want to look for that like it's it's pro- it's hard because if you guys have been dating, you already asked him, like, hey, do you like, what's your past with this? Where do you stand with this? And he said he didn't have one. But then, like, you know, three months into the relationship, he's like, by the way, that's mm. that's hard, right? So it's like, you have to separate the forgiveness. Like there's one forgiveness for him not being honest, but then there's another one for like feeling like, um, just the hurt that you have. Yeah. So you have to like, be able to separate those two. And one is going to be easier to get over and forgive than the other, but you want to be clear, like separate in your head, how you're feeling, why you're feeling. And like the feelings are directed towards what action, You feeling like he lied to you, or like you feeling like you're not good enough, or is it making you insecure? Like, you really need to like section it out and really think about and put it down to paper and just brain dump like all your thoughts and feelings and then put it into categories of like where you're feeling those. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it can get really jumbled in your head, I'm sure. Um, Yeah. And that's with anything.
1: Totally. So, breaking up with them,
0: do we ever say that that's a good thing or? it's valid right like it kind of depends so it would not my my personal opinion it would not be wise to enter into a marriage with habitual mortar mortal sins on the books agreed that would also be mine because the devil will take advantage of that
1: yeah well and I just you're supposed to be going into a sacrament together and graces are supposed to abound And to start out with those being limited due to habitual mortal sin just doesn't seem like you're setting yourself up for success.
0: And what was it? Maybe like Father Crow said this, like when you have a mortal sin, you're saying, no, God, I don't want to be with you. And so when you're going into the sacrament of a covenant, Mm -hmm. matrimony, yeah, yeah, it's kind of feels counterproductive, I guess. Yeah. Or just ironic a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I understand when women do break up because they want to aim for marriage in that relationship, like they're dating. Yeah. Um, and that this can be a roadblock block and that's totally valid. But I also know so many great couples that have been through this and gotten mm-hmm. out on the other side and came out so much stronger and trust each other so much more and knew each other so much more. Um, so it really depends. Like Well yeah and I also I think it goes back to
1: your comment about women being naive like this is a very widespread issue so (laughs) if that is the only like if the if the reason you were breaking up with him is because he is currently struggling with this sin and that's the only reason like he's been truthful he's told you up front he's trying he's like you know whatever and that's the only reason, I don't know, I would I would question it some more and I would dig a little bit deeper because if everything else about him you love and he has handled this like maturely and humbly, then I, I would encourage to maybe give it some more thought.
0: So when I was dating, I had a hard deal breaker that if they were currently struggling with the sin, I wouldn't date them mm. or I would stop dating them. And that's totally. because I was dating for marriage, right? But- Fair it was when I approached dating, I guess this is call it bad, but I just went in with the assumption that they had a past with PNM. Yeah. Same. Um, so I didn't really like when I've been told that I'm just like, okay. And they're like, that's all I have to say. I'm like, yeah, good for you. Like yeah. you came out on the other end stronger with more virtue and like if you find a guy that has gone through it and come out of the addiction on the other end, it says a lot of good about him. And he probably has a crazy amount of discipline and self-control, which are virtues yes. that are extremely attractive and, and you're going
1: to want to reap the rewards of for the rest of your marriage together.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah. like men that have come out on the other side have way more virtue in discipline <laughs> than I do. Right. Yes. Because I haven't had to be tested the way that like they've that. been tested. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So that's really attractive. And once I, once I like had realized that in my brain, when I was dating, I was like, wow, that's like, that makes a lot of sense because the majority of men do or have struggled with this. And it's just the reality of the dating scene, the Catholic dating scene. Like it's still the reality that's quote like a stat is a stat. right? Right. And It's rare to find a man who hasn't had a past with this sin. And I've said this before, maybe not out loud, but, um, even a man who's like had a past, like not coming into the relationship as a virgin, if you're a virgin, like it was never a deal breaker for me because I was like, okay. Okay. If he's not living that life anymore, this is attractive because he's had the opportunity and he said no versus a man who's never talked to a girl, lived in a bubble his whole life. He's never had the opportunity to say no. He's never just had the opportunity in general.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's (laughs) true. That's very true. Yeah. It's also, I'm, I'm very against, um, like someone's past when it has nothing to do like with their current life. Uh-huh. affecting the way that you view them or judge them or give them the opportunity to prove you wrong just because of their past sin or past struggle or whatnot. Like that doesn't check out for me. Uh huh. So it's like, who are you to <laughs> hold that against them? When they've already gotten past it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Everything's constantly changing and it just doesn't, It's it's here and now and he's right in front of you right now telling you that he has gotten over it and passed through it and like
0: and that's where the empathy should come in and like, yeah. the, like being like not making a big deal about it. I think that's like, if they have not struggled with this for years, mm. probably one of the worst things you could do is make a really big deal about it because it's like, that's not their problem anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so like,
2: why is it
0: your problem? <laughs> True. <laughs>
2: True. i like, it's not
0: really like your responsibility anymore. Like, yes, it's good to know that those qualities are there and like, you're going to need to know what their triggers were. So then yes. you can not become that True. Um, True. and bring it back up because like, for instance, like an alcohol addiction, it's not like you're over it. And then you can start like drinking alcohol here and there again, right. It's like right. Kind of all or nothing. Well, and um, that's, it, that's
1: very similar to
0: like what you wear
1: around the house for your husband like uh-huh. what do you wear in your day-to-day like there was a not time even your husband like your boyfriend. yeah your boyfriend actually let's start there because the story I was about to share is from when Avery and I were just dating um and Avery had a p n m uh pass just like the average guy does um he had gotten over it when we had met but I walk out of the dressing room with these pair of shorts on I was so sold on them they were so stinking cute and he goes you're not getting those are you and I was like, what, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> I know. I was like, who do you think you are? At okay, the time, dad. <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. I was like, kind of ticked off. Cause I was like, you're not my father. And at the time, I don't think I knew the depth of what he had gone through and what he, what his triggers were mm-hmm. or anything. Um, and looking back at it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, how arrogant of you, Meg. And also like, if your dad is the only other person that has, worried about what you wore, then that's probably a pretty good sign that this guy is gonna raise some dang good children with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Um but yeah you you have to know what the triggers are so that you don't become that issue for him as well. And I think it like it, it can be a t- tag team thing. And I love that you shared all of the other habitual mortal sins because I feel like it's so easy to instantly pinpoint TNM on the men and be like, I'm just better than you. Like you got to be more virtuous. You got to uh-huh. be. Like, have you even looked inward? Like, uh-huh. do you even do you know what your habits are? Are they good? Are they bad? Like, because <laughs> I think we yep. don't
0: we don't think of anything else as worse than that.
1: Like, and that's Patrick the worst. was
0: sharing with me like some quotes from the Screw Tape Letters, C.S. Lewis's Ooh. Screw Tape Letters, which oh, I honestly good. have not read, but I want to this summer. You need to. I know one book I've like- read that you haven't. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and he was sharing like different passages about sloth and envy and greed and stuff like that. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is really eye-opening how they be- can become those mortal sins. Yeah, um, it is. Okay, so we have another another voicemail, but I wanted to talk about lovely Lady Linen.
1: I literally just got one of the runners from them in the mail and I put it on my dining table immediately. And it is so freaking pretty. I'm addicted
0: to table runners. Like I love table runners. I mean, like that's my number one, like
1: Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. that I
0: buy for a table.
1: I switch Mm -hmm. out my table. Oh, sorry. I switch out my table runners based on the season, the event, the party. There's a table runner at all times. (laughs) all the time and this one is my new staple one like my evergreen one you know it just stays up all the time unless there's a birthday party or a new celebration like Uh fourth of july or something comes along but this one is blue and white so who knows maybe it'll be my fourth of july one as well but the beautiful thing about lovely lady linens is that it's inspiring wives mothers lay consecrated women whomever to emulate the virtues of mary all while adding beauty to our homes and so mm-hmm. Lovely Lady Linens is a play on Mary and the domestic church and how, like, how important it is to cultivate beauty in the homes. And their stuff is so, like, it's so timeless. It's so, like, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, she's based in Alexandria, Virginia, which just made uh, me think, of course, that's exactly, that. Oh, that is exactly what I think of when I see her designs and stuff. I'm like, I see downtown downtown. Alexandria, Virginia. Like when I went to visit CC, th- this makes sense, you know?
2: Yes. So it if you guys think
0: of like the vintage yes. um, that's blue and white, like China, I have a ton of it because I'm obsessed yes. with it. Like that's what Therese, who is a wife, mother attorney, and the owner of lovely lady linens has really curated is just yes. this home decor that it's like our beauty for the sake of beauty episode it evokes beauty for its own sake but also encourages a deeper personal relationship with our blessed Mm -hmm. mother because each of these are inspired by a different Marian title or image and they really play into that beautiful classic blue that comes about that emulates that emulates our lady and so they have everything from pillow shams to Bedspreads, um, like quilts, um to tablecloths, table runners, napkins—like this stuff—is the stuff that I I wish I would have put on my wedding registry. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: When it's I tell stunning. you, I freaked out when they emailed me. I was like, "Lovely Lady Linens." I've never heard of this, and I looked at the uh, at the website, and I was like, oh, "Stop it right now!" Dude, no, I I've literally knew seen, when I
0: saw that when I've I saw the email come in. Like I I to them so many times. <gasps> <laughs> this is like right up your alley. I was like, "Where have you been my whole life?" Like, what? But I told myself that I wasn't gonna buy it until I got a table that I liked. But now I'm well, like, oh, "Now oh, you." Right. <laughs>
1: we love them, and they've been so generous. You guys, they are giving fifteen percent off your order with code HECK15, and you'll see everything in our show notes
0: okay so let's do one last voicemail okay uh, is this p related or no no it's not any oh any last any
2: last words for p and i don't think that's so i think anything. you covered it well yeah. um hmm?
0: yeah that's good
1: that's yeah. good that's that's everything's concise everything that i've talked to avery about and that he shared yeah and yeah all a right. Sin well, is a sin is a sin. Gotta... an Addiction is a
0: worse one. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> okay. This one is about like a another question about the engagement ring. And I think I, I often get questions like this a lot. So okay. I'm going to play this one um, and you'll definitely
3: have something to
0: add to it.
3: Okay. Hi, Megan and Cece. I was calling for some advice or clarification on... Um something you have previously shared. So in the past you've talked about how you think with engagements and engagement rings, you should really let the man pick out the ring for you with what they have in mind for you. Um and I love that idea, but I guess I want some clarification on this. So Cecilia, you have said in the past that you knew you wanted that more rectangular shape. I don't know the actual cut of the diamonds name but you wanted that more rectangular shape or I think and you said Patrick had reached out to your friends and family for some opinions on what that he thinks what you would like or whatever um so how did you know what you like did you go brain shopping did you go with Patrick did you go by yourself did you go with your friends did you go with your family or like how did you know because I feel like if I were to see a picture and then try it on I don't know if I would actually like the difference, but maybe you could add some clarification to that, or maybe I'm just overthinking everything.
0: Okay. This is a good question because the logistics of it feel like a lot, but it really wasn't. I literally never tried on a wedding ring. I had one of my best friends, Caroline, who's in my wedding and she was getting, she was like around the same stage in our, her relationship as I was. And okay. so where I lived, where we lived, there were a lot of like jewelry stars. And so we would go in with our other friend, Marilis, because Marilis just likes diamonds and happens to know a lot about them. We would go in <laughs> and kind of like try on rings <laughs> for fun, but I never really, I never really tried on a ring that I actually like wanted. All I knew is that I wanted there to be nothing around it nothing Mm. around the diamond. And I knew I needed a thin gold band thin because my fingers are kind of like puffy and fat, honestly. Um, and so I knew that having a thin one would like puff out the fat on my finger less than like a thicker band True, if that makes sense. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I knew I wanted that. And so I, we like all got sized just for fun. And I think, that Caroline had taken notes on like what size I was. I actually don't even know what size I am. Um, But she knew like way more about this stuff than I did. And so I think she had just taken upon herself to relay that information back because I relayed information back to her uh, boyfriend, then now husband about her ring desires. Um, And so Patrick, I think just knew that Caroline was the type of, Caroline and Marilis were the type of gals that would like know what I wanted. (laughs) Yeah yeah um because that's very them so i don't know how that exactly worked but we just kind of did it for fun like oh let's try these puppies on <laughs> it's in the neighborhood
1: <laughs> why not <laughs> just a random girl date with But you had mugs. never tried no, straight up i'd never i mean except for when you're in high school and you see the rings at walmart and you're like ooh this is so uh-huh. really cute but it's like so not what you end up imagining um but i had no kind of just like my, my only other boyfriend. There was just no, no theme, no trend. I had no clue what I wanted as far as ring style or anything.
3: And And I let people
2: say
1: the one that he picked for me, I was like, done deal sold like yes that's exactly it but I had never pinned something like that I had never seen something like that like I had never even thought of or imagined something like that um and I literally had never when we were dating or anything I'd never just like gone and tried rings on or anything I don't Mm know how no he didn't know my size because when I got it we had to go get it resized
0: yeah so yeah thin
1: fingers I do have very thin fingers yeah
0: but I did. I was on Pinterest. Like I would just like, look, you know what I liked. Um, I would too. And I'd pin them, but I had 10 that were all totally different. Yep. Same. And I was like, no idea. No same. Point. So I didn't really know what sat, like what shape I wanted, but I did know I wanted a thin band. And like, I let girls try on my rings all the, like, if yeah. they're like, Oh, I don't know what I'm like, you want to try this one on? like, Or they don't have a wedding band yet. And they're engaged. I'm like, you want to try mine on? Because like, I always wish that I could have tried my, like people's rings on, you know, Yeah, to
1: kind of see what you like and didn't like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, you want to try it on? You want to see <laughs> yes. what this looks like on your finger. <laughs> so I totally get what you're feeling, but have confidence in your man. Um, and if you really are scared, then have your friend casually text him and be like, or next time you're together, have her pull him aside and be like, Hey, just, you know, like, I don't know if you're playing on engaging, but if you do let me know and I can totally help you out. And he's not going to deny the help. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure he's dying for you to Like the guys are dying for people, their best friends to ask. So then he doesn't have to awkwardly tell them all the pressure. And yeah. 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 So. With that, I hope this episode was helpful and if you know someone who's going through this situation, or you can even send this to your man, if he's going through this situation and it could be a great option to like open up conversation and he can either confirm or deny Mm -hmm. (laughs) what we talked about,
3: (laughs) but it could be a great
0: conversation. Um, and, And especially if this is something where maybe you guys have mentioned it, but you wanted to open up the conversation again, this could be a great opportunity that's true just tell him not to listen to this end part because then that's kind of awkward <laughs> like, <laughs> I sent this to you because they told me to send rings. it to you and, oh yeah and then the rings oh yeah shoot well yeah what were you um, talking about I was just saying because now I'm telling them to send this to their oh, oh, boy yeah, yeah, if you yeah. wanted to open up the conversation again which now he's listening to it and realizing that she wanted to open up the conversation again and it's kind of this in roundabout yeah Anyway, very true. Well, next week, I think we're going to talk about the transition to marriage, like roles, responsibilities, worries, stuff like that. We had girls from the engagement podcast text in or call in and ask for questions about that. So when this comes out, either if if it's on a if you're listening to this on the Monday or Tuesday, it came out, call in or text in. <laughs> Or DM, because then we'll be able to see some of those questions before we record it. So True. if you have any questions or topics or things like that, transitioning into marriage, we'd love to hear them so that we can talk about them. Mm-hmm. And if not, if you just have other topics that you would love for us to discuss, please send them in at 312-775-2615. And uh, we'll see, see you next week. Yay. Bye guys. Bye. girls, Bye. and Bye. Bye gals. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love
1: to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615.
0: And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.